You know, it's funny. It's coming up on a slide. Okay. Sorry, sorry for that. <laughs> so no, I, I love that you asked that question because I want you doing that. I, I want everybody to constantly increase their value to their employers so that they consistently get paid. Thousand percent. I think everybody should do that. I think everybody on my team should do that. The more they increase the value to the team, the, the, uh, uh, the better off we all are. And it makes it easier for me to pay them. More. So I absolutely want everybody to do that. And uh, that is the essence of what we want salary negotiations to be about. Success terms for both you and your company. So I love that mindset, even if you want to stay in a position or you want to expand your position. How do you learn and grow as a human being? How do you get more out of life with your company? Everybody's entitled to more out of life. So let's jump back into it. All right. Everybody can see this properly. It was, uh, let me know if it uh, trips me up, but it looks like on my end that this is coming up. And so, Alexander, you, uh, you had set me up perfectly for the single most important question. That doesn't mean it should be the only calibrated question you ask, but it's probably the single most important one. Still ask the others, but you got to ask this one. How can I be guaranteed to involve in projects critical to the strategic future of this company? Now, I got that question from a friend of mine that I went to high school with, who is now the head of an international bank. Now, what difference does it make that he and I went to high school? Well, together. Well, what it tells you is we're both from a small town in Iowa. We don't have any uh, educational pedigrees. He doesn't have an educational pedigree. He went to a smaller college than I did. And I didn't, I, my undergraduate degree is Iowa State University and every university has an alumni network, but our, Iowa State's alumni network is not having the impact on the world that let's say Harvard Business School's alumni network is. So my buddy Tom did not have a great alumni network from college, not from a wealthy family. His family were uh, sole proprietors, very much like my family, ran their own business. So he didn't have any sort of big network to be involved in at all. And he's the head of an international bank. He might be one of the most successful. He's the most successful person I know in the distance that he's traveled in life from where he started in small town, blue collar, Iowa, to the head of an international bank, that's a long way to be envious of anybody. And he taught me this question in every job interview he's ever had. He asked this question. And in every annual review and every job interview that he's ever had, he's asked this question. I'm gonna throw a caveat out there on this question. Nothing out there makes you bulletproof. You're looking to be bulletproof. If you're looking for something that works every time, it doesn't exist. And you're chasing the unicorn that is never going to show up. My friend, did he keep every job? Did he accelerate in every company he was ever in? No. He once found himself in a toxic environment overall and got shown the door because he stuck to his core values of treating people well. 
And he insisted that they treat people well when there were extremely senior people in this organization that were crushing people's lives and just heartened who they were as human beings. And he tried to do something about it softly and gently behind the scenes in a respectful way. And they showed him the door. So wherever you are in your professional journey, nothing's going to make you bulletproof. You just need the stuff that's going to give you the best chance of success. And the best chance of success of moving a long way and being happy with yourself, with your company, with your family. This is the question. How can I be guaranteed to be involved in projects critical to the strategic future of this company? Now let's talk about what this does for you and how this distinguishes you when you ask that question. And this is the question that when I was talking to all the top salespeople with the CEO, head of sales in the company on the Zoom call, he brought me in to do a motivational and informational speech to his group. My keynote speeches are always a combination of information you can use built around our core values and uh, ways to keep yourself motivated and happier simultaneously, which is why I get a lot of keynote speeches. Person on his team said, how do I negotiate with this guy to get more money? And I said, here's a question you ask him. How can I be guaranteed to be involved in projects to the cr critical to the strategic future of this company? And as soon as I laid that out, that's when the CEO, the boss, the guy who they were all going to be talking to said, I wish everyone would ask me this question. You want to put yourself in a position where they want that you to hear that question and they want you to be willing to step up because first of all, you got to be up for this. This is playing, being involved in high profile projects, high visibility projects with a company. You've just told your boss and the people above, I'm ready to work on the stuff that really matters. You, you got to be up for that. You got to like the idea of running the trouble and succeeding in new ways. Got to be up for this. Because even if they don't give it to you, they're not going to start to want you. They've got visibility on you. And why they have that visibility on you? Because it positions you away from being selfish. The bad news, ladies and gentlemen, is the vast majority of employers, the vast majority of bosses looking at employees and people that work for them is selfish. Now, why is that? Why would, you know, every company says our greatest asset is our people. Our greatest, you know, you hear that cliche so much that it's become a cliche. And I promise you, it's nonsense with the majority of people that are saying it. They see it as selfish. Why is that? What happens when you walk into the boss's office? How many people walk into the boss's office saying, boss, what can I do for you today? How can I make your life better? How can I shoulder some of the burden from you? How can I help the team make more effective? No, the vast majority of human beings go into the office with their hand out. I want, I want, I want more money. I want more responsibility. 
I want stuff for me. Your bosses, your employers are human beings. And they're conditioned that every time somebody walks into an office, they're walking in with a problem or walking in with something that's selfish. This question immediately pivots you out of that. It immediately puts you in a different position, in a different light. It immediately changes their perspective, their empathy towards you. Empathy is how people see things, how the other side sees things. You want to engage in empathy because you want to get empathy in return from the other side. It's a reciprocity skill that works to your advantage, which is why you want to go first. And this this question immediately takes you out of the selfish employee that everybody else is. Because what you say and what they hear, you say this question and they hear that you are there to make their life better, to make their future better, to make their life easier, to bring prosperity to the entire team. This is how you add value to the team. This is how you get there without causing a supervisor, employer, or company to see you as selfish because the only thing you're after is stuff for you. This is the game changer. And this is how my friend started from small town, Iowa, town of less than 7,000 people, blue collar, sole proprietorship, Midwestern town, to the head of an international bank. This is one of the best questions I have ever heard. And I have an understanding of why it changes how people see you and why the CEO of that company, when I said that to one of his employees in front of him, he said, I wish everybody would ask me this question. You are team oriented. Everybody says they're great team players. This is one of the core values that I was talking to you about before that the Black Swan group really had to rethink because we, one of the things we first said with our coach was, well, you know, uh, we want team players. And he said to us, all right, so you can put that down as a value, but everybody's going to put that down. And the more you talk about the value, you're going to understand that there's a better way to articulate it. And now that value is team first on a Black Swan group. And what we found is there isn't any human being on a planet that's not going to tell you a team player. The issue is, do they want to join your team or do they want you to join their team? And some of the people that didn't last with us or that didn't last anywhere, they're there because they want you to support them and they are not interested in supporting you. They're divas, they're solo players, or they're only happier in a pure solo player position. One of the people that didn't last in the company, I saw him do brilliant things when effectively he was playing solo. I mean, impressive, brilliant things. And he loved to be a solo and it fired him up and it made him happy. But he didn't want to help anybody else on the team because he didn't enjoy that. He wasn't a great team supporter. He was a great solo player. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that wasn't what we were calling for. Another individual that we talked about recruiting in a Black Swan group quite a while. And finally, I passed on him in the recruitment process. And I talked to him and I said, you're not going to be happy with us. Because you want us to join your team. And you don't want to join ours. 
he wanted to be out on his own, running his own shop. He wanted it to be his name up there as the name of the organization. The Black Swan Group is not the Chris Voss Group. It's not Voss Negotiation. It's a Black Swan Group. It's a team-oriented operation. And there's nothing wrong with this guy for wanting his own operation, wanting his own name and lights. That makes him happy. He's entitled to doing the stuff that's hap- that makes him happy. That just means that he's, I'm as much of a half for him and my company as much as a half for him as he would be for us. Understand what it really means to be team-oriented. Team first. What's best for the team? Are you going to step back? Chris Rock in a comedy routine he did a number of years ago, he said, sometimes you got to play a tambourine. That ain't the focal point of what's going on, but it makes the team much better. This is the question. If you really want to be a team player and you want to contribute to the team, and the more you are a team player, the more you get ahead, the more the light shines on you, the more money you make, and the happier that you are. This is the question to ask of people that you work for. Because you're building their future, not just yours. which positions you for a great future yourself.